Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, where I've made it my mission to help beauty professionals, creative and independent entrepreneurs like you find the tools, inspiration, and motivation to unlock the abundant life you know you are meant to be living. Each week, you can expect epic guests and solo episodes sharing every tool, trick, and skill set I've learned on my own 20-year journey to grow and scale your life and business. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, former salon owner turned beauty business mentor and crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur, here to share incredible stories and insight about how others got started and the unconventional path they took to get there. My goal is to inspire you to reach your business and life goals with confidence to achieve your dream life through creating non-negotiables and boundaries without sacrificing your personal well-being and relationships. I know firsthand how real burnout can be. So if you're ready to stop the overwhelm and get clear and focused, you're in the right place, babe. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Bergio, and today I'm bringing you a special guest who is going to share with us some amazing tips, tools, strategies um, <laughs> on how to take better care of ourselves in our busy, busy lives. Today we have, I'm going to just share her Instagram name because when you try to remember people's real name, I'm like, what is their real name? Like their Instagram <laughs> is their real name. So her name on Instagram is Clean Eating with Christy with a K and she is a sustainable wellness coach. She helps women develop skills to lessen the overwhelm in their fridge, consciously making healthy choices and gain confidence in the kitchen. Welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you. It's so good to be here. It's so exciting. It's funny because this is something like I struggled with in the early years when I started out in, in the industry because there weren't like set breaks set for us at the salon to like eat healthy. That's when I smoked cigarettes. So the only time you could, you were like allowed to take a break is if you were a smoker. So I was like, well, if I want a 15 minute break, I better go have a cigarette. So right. I come up as terrible, <laughs> terrible. And then it was like pizza on Friday. So we would shove pizza down our throat at like three o'clock. I would be miserable the rest of the day, chug two diet Cokes. And like, I wondered why after a year in the industry, I had a little pot belly <laughs> and no energy, no energy. And yes. that's three kids. So I really had no excuse not to take better care of myself and do all the things that like you're teaching people how to do now. But I feel like even more so people are excited to get healthy and focus on the fact that what they eat then relates to how they feel. So talk to us a little bit about what you do and how you help people simplify what like the process of just taking better care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's what it is. It's really just simplifying it. Um, and we, as women, moms, whatever, we just tend to like go into like this over, like overdrive that everything has to be perfect. And, and, you know, like a five course dinner and, you know, all of this, where if we literally just break it down, um, we can just do it and do what we need to do to take care of ourselves. Um, so I think a lot of people now are very much more mindful, very much more mindful, um, that, um, food really does affect our bodies. Right. And so that's becoming more mainstream, which makes my job a little bit easier, but at the same time, if you haven't, um, you know, taken time to do that in the past or aren't sure how to do that, it can be very difficult to start. Um, 
And so one of the things that I do is I just really work with women in how to, we start in the kitchen <laughs> um, and really just, so what do you do in the kitchen and, you know, or what don't you do in the kitchen? Because a lot of women are like, I don't want to be in the kitchen because it can be very overwhelming. And so that, you know, results in a lot of takeout and just kind of grabbing things here and there instead of knowing that they can do those same things at home um, just in a very simplified way. And because I came from a background of where I was a daycare director prior to this. So my days like talk about a hairdresser, right? My days were the same. Like my uh, centers were open like 12 hours a day and sometimes short staff, right? You're like, in that. And so that's where my methods came from because I had to make it simple for me to be able to do what I do and, you know, eat and everything else um, at work, just knowing that I was doing it really well. Totally. Um, we yeah. set a whole example for our children by what we're doing, oh what we're allowing things to be okay with. And it's funny because my mom harps on me so much now about like what I feed my son. And I think back and I'm like, you don't remember what you fed us? <laughs> Give peanut butter. It was hot dogs out of the pack. It was Kraft mac and cheese. I came out just fine. Like, luckily I was athletic and I'm sure we got some vegetables in there too. But, you know, in hindsight, my mom, you know, she's done a lot of research when it comes to food and the brain. And then all of these common, like new catchphrases of like ADHD and all like, obviously those are all a widespread thing that are really a, a factor, but just like cancer and just like other things, if you catch them early enough, you can reverse them with diet, with nutrition, with supplements, with health. Like, so, um, there's so many more benefits to just like, let's have a six pack or you want to look good. Like when I used to compete, that was like the main goal. And so that was where I really learned that um, in order to look like this or feel like this, I had to put the time into meal prep. So it was like, when people ask me, why don't you compete anymore? I'm like, it was the front loading. It wasn't just the training. It was the, it was making the meals. It was making time to eat the meals. And then it was like the cleanup. So if, if, and that's where like meal prep comes in too. So if you have someone who can do it for you, or if you can have someone just teach you easy yeah. ways to jam it out, like, oh my God, game changer. Yeah. And what I find, it's funny that you say meal prep, because what I find is that, um, so I, I do meal prep. I do that. But when people hear meal prep, they almost go into panic mode, mm. right? If they're not familiar with it, because I think what happens is now it's such a mainstream term. They see all the Instagram um, you know, the meal prep containers. This is what I did on my Sunday afternoon. And they're like, no, all the, like all of the same, like the chicken, rice and broccoli, like all of that. And so my, you know, the women that I work with, they like variety. They don't, because we've been through that whole diet thing, right. Where we've been like, okay, I'm, this is all I'm going to eat is like the same thing for like three weeks. And so they've been through that and they're raising their families. And so they want to be able to eat like their families as well and not have to create like a separate meal. Right. Totally. As well as still be part of their activities on the weekend and not be stuck in the kitchen prepping. So that's kind of where they don't want a piece of chicken in their purse. <laughs> yeah. Not just me. <laughs> Any fitness competitors know exactly what I'm talking about. Or you had tilapia in your purse that you had a for a hard boiled egg, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Cheese, Louise. I don't miss those days. Yes. I know. 
tell us what preppy means to you because you're probably not stacking broccoli, turkey, and chicken and a bunch of Tupperwares in the fridge. Are you are you front loading groceries and chopping them up so they're ready to go when you want to make the meals? Yeah. So the only thing that I really do and, um, you know, are the, like the lunches salads, I tend to just do a, a lot of salads at lunchtime. Um, more so now for my husband, because I'm working from home, so it's easier. And my husband, he eats salads every day. So I'll do like, uh, you know, a whole bunch of salads at once. And my philosophy is this, if you are going to make one salad, you should at least make two or three because everything is out and veggies are your biggest time sucker. So, right. Like when you go to make a meal, it is the vegetables that are going to just take the 20 minutes of that, that recipe, that meal. Mm -hmm. So if you can do one salad, then you can do two or three and batch those and, you know, store them. Um, so one of the things that I do is I will, I talk more meal planning mm. than necessarily meal prepping. Okay. Because um, again, that meal prep, like that mindset of it, but if you can plan and you can have a plan and it doesn't have to be rigid, it can be flexible. Um, you can add variety. And I'm a firm believer, whereas if you write it down and you have a plan, you can flex it and you can make it adaptable, right? Um, because you can move things around, like you can move days around, or you can be like, you know what, this isn't going to work tonight because we've got basketball and, you know, karate and something else. So we're, we're going to do something else, um, without a plan and without writing it down, that's where everything gets jumbled in our heads, like everything else that's up there. And then we forget what we're going to do and the overwhelm and the frustration comes in and the drive-through comes in to save you or the takeout. Exactly. And then you're mad at yourself because you did the same thing over again that you said at the beginning of the week, you weren't going to do right. Probably consuming more calories than you should by what you ordered. And you spent twice, maybe three times as much on just that one meal, that one meal that you just bought for the family, that money could have gone through a week's worth of groceries. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's why. So what I do, um, when I first started actually meal prepping, I was a single mom. Um, so I have two daughters. I have a 22 year old and a seven year old. So opposite ends. <laughs> um, and what I did was I had to learn how to plan and budget because I was on a very, very strict budget. And with me starting to eat healthier, it meant that my, you know, I couldn't shop anymore in the frozen food section, right? Like I couldn't just get the DiGiorno pizzas and that wasn't going to work. So I had to make it work. Um, and that's where I found that planning worked really well for me. And I knew exactly what I needed to get at the grocery store because I was able to plan it. Yeah. Um, right. And, but one of the things, so I actually, I have five steps and I can, I can talk about those if you want me to. <laughs> okay. Yep. And one of the reasons why I like, I, the five steps, you can do them at once or you can break them down into your schedule. Right. So I have some women that do it all at once. And then I have some that do like a couple here and a couple there, but they're really quick and they're really easy, but it will save your life. Ooh, you're gonna tell um, me. Okay. I'm excited. You guys grab yeah. a pen. If you're, if you're driving, just, um, pull over or re-listen re to this because, or I'll, or I'll write them in the show notes. Yeah. So the first thing is, um, you actually have to take a look at your schedule for the week. Okay. 
before you even start to plan. So your family schedule, you are the expert for your family um, and you know all the activities. Like for me, I'm a paper planner and every every person in my family has a different color pen so that I can keep everybody straight. And I know <laughs> what, you know, my daughter is pink, her activities are pink, I'm purple. But the reason why you wanna look at your planner and write everything down is because we will overextend ourselves, right? So we will think we can make this amazing meal in 20 to 25 minutes. And what happens? We get pissed off, we get frustrated because we can't do it. And then we throw in the towel and say, well, I can't plan, it's not gonna work. Whereas if we would have looked at our schedule, we would have realized that, you know what? Tuesday night's not the best night, but Wednesday night, that recipe from Pinterest, I can make it because I have more time. Got it. Right? And if you guys don't have a family, find yourself in the story. If you have a husband or a boyfriend or a busy social life, like if you only have a certain amount of time to do something, um, yeah, don't try to shove too much into that. I'm queen of that thinking. I always have more time than I actually do. Always. And I like, I, you know, these are my rules or my like steps, but I do the same thing. I'm like, Ooh, like, let me push one more thing. Um, but it's really important for us to be mindful of our schedule. And sometimes our schedules change every week. Like yours might change, right? Because of your clients and you know, what's going on in your activities. So every week you need to do this. And that's how just like the gym, you will be consistent with your results is if you do this every week and you get in the pattern of it. Um, so I like to do it on Friday everybody kind of has their day to do it, but just take a look at your schedule, see what's going to, you know, what days are busier. Then before planning again, shop in your kitchen. Okay. So, that's, so number two? that's number two. Number two is to shop in your kitchen because how many times do you go to the store and you buy things like celery or peppers or something that gets stuck in the bottom of the vegetable drawer and isn't used. And then what, what ends up happening, you throw it away and you're throwing away money basically. Right. So there are, you know, shop in your kitchen, see what you have that's left over. Do you have meat in your freezer? Do you have vegetables that you can use? Do you have beans? Do you have rice? Do you have pasta? Like those are all things that can be some part of a meal. So you start from there. Um, then your third step is you are going to take your schedule for the week. You're going to take your groceries that are already in your kitchen and now form your meal plan, which is step number three. Okay. Um, and what I would suggest if you are starting, I usually like to start with dinners because it's easier. Um, and the key to meal planning for the week too is to under plan, not over plan. Mm, I love that. Can you elaborate? Yep. Because when you over plan, right, you have this like, okay, I'm going to do five or six meals this week and everybody's going to eat it and it's going to be great. And then life happens and it doesn't work out that way. And Again, so we're trying to stop the cycle of overwhelm and frustration, and we're trying to also save money as well. So when you do that and you buy all those groceries for it, you're stuck with all this food. You're also stuck with the overwhelm and the frustration. So I suggest start with three to four meals max and go from there because that allows, like if you like to eat out on your Friday nights or order out 
do that, right? Meal planning should be something that is flexible. It's not rigid. It's flexible. It's fun. You should enjoy it. Um, you know, so just kind of like start there and always plan. This is where the other, um, so this is like three and a half step three and a half, I guess, <laughs> um, plan a leftover night, yeah. like legitimately plan a leftover night. I was just going to say that I was going to say, if, if you do, let's say three days, like you do Monday, Monday, Wednesday, you know, Thursday or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like I like to cook a little bit extra because I'm a single mom. So like every two nights I don't have Kai. So then I'm by myself. So if I cook for him and I, there'd be just enough for me to eat something on my own the next night or take it for lunch at work the next day. And right. that would make the most sense. So then I don't have to cook something every night. Yes. And also too, what happens is when we, so again, with writing everything down, right, we're taking it out of our headspace, out of that like crazy, like, oh my gosh, right? Writing it down. When you open your fridge and you see like random containers just piled high, what happens? Oh, you're right. like, oh my God, you close the fridge and that's it, right? You want to run away. So if you can plan in your week a night of leftovers, that gives you permission to take out those containers to get rid of them. And then like, it's weird how everything just mentally works together. But when you empty your fridge, you then have space to think about more food or more meals that you can put back in there. Right. If that makes sense. Um, so that's why I always plan like in that three to four, three to four nights, plan a leftover night um, and make it fun too. Like leftovers could be like a baked potato bar. If you had like a bunch of like different toppings, um, throw some sweet potatoes or, you know, other potatoes in the oven and then use those as the toppings for the baked potatoes. Right. And then everybody kind of feels like they're in control of their own food without you saying, well, this is leftover night. And like, <laughs> it's so boring. Right. Um, or do like a fajita night or like a wrap night, do the same thing, right? You can take those things and, and put them on top. So, um, you know, just try to kind of like creative ways to do that. Um, especially if you have picky eaters, right? They want to have control of, of what they're eating. So that's a, that's a good, that's a good way. Um, so step three, like when you're making your meals, write them down and then step four, is going to be to make your grocery list. Now here's, and I use the word purposeful a lot <laughs> because if you meal plan, like if you have a purpose for meal planning, right? And you know why you're doing it, it's going to make sense for you. Um, and it will help you reach your goals, right? Whether it be just eating healthier or eating more consistently um, or just, you know, less processed food, whatever it is, but your grocery list should match the meal list. Okay. And when I say it should match it, it should match it to a T. So like if you need lemon pepper for the chicken that you're making on Thursday night, buy the lemon pepper. Because if you think like you'll get it or like, oh, I have it, you know, maybe I, maybe I do, maybe I don't, you'll come to Thursday night, you'll make the chicken and you're not going to have the lemon pepper and it's going to be frustration. So everything on that list should match it. And then when you go to the store, again, I'm a big writer downer, right? So writing everything down, I'm going to the, the store with that list. I don't deviate from that list. 
Why? Because I just spent time shopping in my kitchen. I know what I have. It's not a guess. It's not like, oh, well, maybe I'll do this on Wednesday night. Maybe I'll do this on Tuesday night. You know it. And because your time is money and you don't want to be overwhelmed and spending more time doing things you don't want to do, shop according to your list, get in the store and get out. Done. And you will save yourself money by not doing that too. Oh my God. And also side note, don't go to the store hungry. Otherwise you will have a hard time sticking to your list. Exactly. And then that's when all, or with your kids, even like sometimes, right? Although let me, let me just say this. If your kids are old enough to read or nephews or grandkids or, you know, whatever, um, give them the list and a pen and that's their job when they go to the store. I love that. So what they're doing is you're teaching them also to about the food that you're picking out. And you can even have discussions with them through the store about like whatever food it is, but then they have a task, right? And they have to keep you on task and say, okay, don't let mommy buy anything else that's not on this list. Right. That's a really good one. Yeah. And then cross it off. And then, I mean, there's just a whole bunch of things that that can go with that too. Um, But if you have to take your kids to the store, there's that. Um, So that's four. Now, step five is going to be, you're going to bring the groceries home. And before you put the groceries away, like you said, let's get some prepped and let's get some ready. So what you're going to do is you're going to take a look again at your um, meal plan that you made in step three. And you're going to say, okay, I have tacos on the list. I have a few extra minutes. I can brown the meat before I put the food away. Mm. Browning the meat will save you 10 minutes, whatever, right? That night that you're going to make your tacos, if you can do that. If not, um, at the very least, what I would suggest is to cut the veggies, like you said, like cut and prep the veggies, um, cut the celery sticks, cut the peppers, cut the, you know, I always buy baby carrots. so I don't have to cut carrots. I just buy bags of baby carrots, um, and throw those in. But because the rule is right out of sight, out of mind, you put your groceries away and then you're like, I'm going to do that later. Later never happens <laughs> and never, ever happens. And, um, So once you get in the habit of that, and again, if you remember that veggies are your time sucker, those are the things that are going to take the time um, during your recipes. So even by doing those things, and again, if your kids went to the store with you, they can come, they can help you unload. And um, Amazon has a great set of kids knives. I have them for my daughter and I give her the knife. She asked me which knife she should use. I give her the knife and she chops away while we're in the kitchen together. Again, you know, we're teaching, we're trying to break generational patterns of how we were raised or you know, different things. So we're creating a bond in the kitchen. We're making them part of the meals. So they feel like, oh yeah, I know what this is when it's time to eat instead of whining and complaining. Um, you know, and then there's just a pride factor as well, right. When they get to help in the kitchen, um, and with all of that. So my mom's really good about that. Now my, my son goes over to her house and she'll tell me all the things she gets them to eat. And I think it is because she includes them in the kitchen and they're cooking together and you know, we, as I got older, she didn't have time. She worked a ton so that we did eat out quite a bit, or it was just like a quick, whatever she could throw together. But yeah. now that, you know, we're older, life is a little bit better. She can spend so much time teaching him. And it's like, he does have an appreciation for that. And like when our family gets together, like that is so much more fun and enjoyable, even the cleanup part. 
and it's just a di- like the whining and the complaining, right? Is like, oh dear God, please, like no. So just you know, like help help me, you know, like, like, let's make this fun. Or, you know, the other thing too, that I like to suggest is if your kids are going to the store with you, um, or even they can be part of the meal planning, right? Like ask them, I have clients who they have their kids pick one night a week that they want a recipe and they're in charge of making that meal. So that kind of, you know, that creates a a different thing as well, because they have to come up with the ingredients and if it's what they chose, so it can't be the same every single week. Right. right? Um, But if it's what they chose, then they want to prepare it and they're not going to complain about it that night. Um, And then you're just teaching them so many, so many different things Um, as well as like, I have one client and she want her goal is to um, increase the variety that she's feeding her family. Right. And so what we've talked about is, okay, then when you go to the store, you can take your oldest daughter with you. She's seven as well. Um, Take her to the store and have her pick one new fruit or vegetable each week that she wants to try. Even they, so like, they don't even have to know what it is, right? Just pick it and let's try it together. And maybe we like it, maybe we don't, but at least now we know um, because I think one of the things that can be very um, daunting and overwhelming is if you don't know what, like how to prep something or how to make something, we normally just shun away from it and we don't, we don't get it. We're like, okay, well, I'm just going to, I know how to do pineapple. So I'm going to buy a pineapple. Yeah. Right? If you only like certain things, you just assume nobody else likes them. So like, exactly. like tomatoes, you never introduce tomatoes to your kids. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. So, you know, just kind of like those little things are, um, are helpful when you are trying to reduce the pickiness in your home and involve your family. Um, and just, and then, so like, just to give you an example, my little one, she has like a bento box for school. Um, you know, like all the different, um, picture that you have on here if I can get yes, it. That's it. <laughs> yes. Dude, I saw that. I was like, look at that yummy lunch. She made that. So cute. She, she made that. that. Yeah. That's She's amazing. seven. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a little picture of her like cutting her sandwich up. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So she's watched me do that. Now my oldest, who's 22, she was raised on craft dinner, on Philly cheese steaks, on pizza. Um, you know, that was a different time in my life. And that was, that was different. And she laughs now when she comes over and I was like, but like, again, right. It's a complete switch. I've learned so much. And she just sees me in the kitchen with this. She wants to help and do that. And then that lunch, she actually came home and there was nothing left in her lunchbox. (laughs) So I'm going to call that a win because she helped make it. And those were her choices. Love that. That's huge. I need to get a little bit more creative. My son's almost 10. So he's kind of stuck in his, he's Mm -hmm. always been a very simple kid. It's not that he doesn't like, he doesn't like pizza. He doesn't like hot dogs. I mean, there's a lot of like normal kid junk food that he, he won't touch with a 10 foot pole. Like he's very, and I think it was because early on I was still in my meal prep. So like we were eating like kind of plain chicken and turkey and steak. And so he's down for the proteins and I can get him to eat, you know, a good rice that I make or something. And some vegetables, broccoli was kind of the staple. Now he's switched over to green beans, but 
I keep things pretty clean and simple because I don't, I don't require a lot. Do I like food that tastes good? Of course. Um, but this is going to encourage me to do a little bit more because he's getting older. I'd like to him to explore his palate and see what other foods are out there. And we, we used to tend to leave the fun, exciting food for when we went out to a restaurant. But what I've noticed now for him is like, he'll just stick to like cheeseburger plain. I mean, the meat cheese bun, the kid is like a simple. So sometimes I want to leave him alone. Cause I'm like that, what a way to live. Like you don't have to think it's not that you're super picky. You just, you're not into the greasy stuff either. So that's good. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, variety like allows for you to experience so much. And food is just such a fun way to like share time with people. And then I just love that this all makes it like, especially if you do have kids or a spouse, like just bringing you guys back together, because I think sometimes when we get so busy, like we don't, we forget that it's not just about the meal. It's about the connection part of it. And if you can bring people into like the meal prepping, the meal planning, like all of that, it just, it makes it so much more enjoyable. So mom's not the one or dad's not the one and no one appreciates. Everyone's complaining, put on the list. What do you guys want to eat this week? We'll sit down and talk about it together. That just sounds like so much more fun. Yeah. And it's, and again, right. It's less stress and we have enough, we have enough stress. We have enough overwhelm. We have enough. So, um, and, and then you don't get to where your child is a teenager and they don't like anything. And you're like, but why? And it's like, because we haven't involved them. We haven't brought them into that process. We've separated ourselves. So I've learned a lot this last year about asking for help and receiving help. Mm. Right. And as moms, we don't do that. We think for some reason that we have to do this on our own. And we think that because I'm a woman or, you know, whatever, I have to know how to run the kitchen and how to operate the kitchen where there's so much that comes into that. If we were just to say, Hey, can you help me for five minutes? Chop up, chop up the veggies and put some music on right? Like have a dance party in the kitchen, put your music on and don't be afraid to ask your family for help. They want to help you. They want to be part of that process. I love that. So yeah. when, when did the shift happen for you when you went from the Philly cheesesteaks with your oldest and dinner <laughs> like that, right? That's <laughs> to, to switching to bento boxes? Was it when you became a mom for the second time, if you will? Because that was like, that's a whole nother, how old were you when you had your first one? So I was 24. Okay. So young. Um, and then now, how old are you now when you had the second one? Yep. So I was 40. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was huge. And, um, actually when I was 30 is when I realized, um, so I just realized that I was unhealthy. Um, I was not happy. Something had to change. And so for me, it was a switch of, instead of turning to food for comfort and to fill where I was empty, I turned to it for, um, for giving me life again, I guess is the best way to say it. Right. And, um, so instead of the fast food and the process and just sitting to like, just fill myself, I found other things to fill myself with. And that's where I began with the, you know, I went to a gym. I'd never been to a gym before, um, you know, went to a gym and, um, had to find one that had babysitting because now, you know, my little one, she was, she was little at the time. And there was things that I did that were my non-negotiables. I didn't know that word back then, but they were my non-negotiables. Right. Um, And so I kind of moved into that space and I actually, so I tried everything. The thing that started with me with the meal planning and meal prepping was actually um, the South beach diet. 
So, and they were very, I'm a very much of a planning person. So it was nice for me because it was outlined and I knew what I had to do because I didn't have a coach. I didn't have anybody to like guide me on this. I was doing it myself and the very best that I knew how. And then I kind of like morphed into trying different things um, right before my youngest was before I became pregnant with her. Um, I was actually a raw vegan. And so I had like kind of, and I loved it. I really enjoyed that. Um, but it was too hard to maintain when I was pregnant and I just couldn't, you know, couldn't do that. And then afterwards, so I've, I found a happy medium now, um, where I am plant-based. Um, and my, but my husband is a meat and potatoes guy. Um, so he is like full on meat and potatoes, <laughs> like a meal isn't a meal if it doesn't have meat. Um, so we're kind of like in the middle, we meet in the middle and it's interesting because she, um, tends to not eat a lot of animal products. And I think that's because when I was pregnant, you know, um, that's just kind of her appetite now because of that. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how, how that trans transformed with, um, with the two girls. <laughs> well, and it, we have a, a guest joining us today. This is cool. uh, she's listening. My cat likes to make a cameo. Um, that's kind of, I remember my mom switching. I, I remember she never was a big fan of us, like going to McDonald's. Like she knew that wasn't healthy, but it was like, she did the best she could on the budget that she had with me. She had me when she was 19. So same sort of thing, but growing up at my grandparents' house, it was like a shift that happened with my grandma somewhere along the lines too. I don't know if it's like when they got, came into a little bit of money or once all six kids had moved out, they could finally afford to eat the food they wanted to eat. And they were very strict on like what they put in their bodies too. My grandmother was very health conscious. And so I've been around supplements, vitamins, what's healthy, what's not pretty much my entire life. And once I started paying attention to how I felt and how much my focus and energy could change based off what I ate, that's when I was like, okay, I'm on to something here. Do I still indulge and have like, shit I shouldn't eat? Of course, because that's, you know, the best things in life you put in your mouth. Right. Well, that's not a tweetable moment. Um, <laughs> but you know, you can find joy in like the simplicity of like meals at home and they don't have to be boring. And that's the thing when I was doing the bodybuilding stuff, like it was so boring, but I think I, because I had some background in cooking and seasoning and doing that in an Italian, like I did make prep fun for me. So yeah, I think you have to figure out ways that whatever works for you, but almost like when you know better, you, you do have to do better. And I think as mothers and as just like, when you're starting to get a little bit older, you, you, you can't run on the junk anymore. Like you start to notice like everything yes, and your hormones, like I am oh. so sensitive, like TMI, I had the worst um, week last week for my period, I started like four days early and I was super crampy, heavy. Like I was just like, what the hell? And I talked to my girlfriend and she's like, did you eat like shit the week before? Yes. And I kind of went through and I was like, yeah, I guess I ate this and too much chocolate. And I, and I, it just completely affected my cycle. And at 40 years old, I'm like, I can't, I don't have time to feel like that. Like that's <laughs> not going to happen again. So back to the gym, back on my healthy eating tons of water. Like it can be simple. So where can people find you if they want to work with you or they want to just digest more of your good information and get inspired to do this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so Instagram clean eating with Christy. Um, yeah. yes. and actually, yeah, so I, um, 
uh, that's probably the best place. I have a couple Facebook groups, but everything is kind of linked there. Um, I also have a really cool um, Saturday morning coffee chat meal planning hour. Um, it is nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's open to anybody. We do it on Zoom so that we can all see each other. And it's such a fun community. Um, and we really... Um, when I say meal planning, I do like, it's very, very flexible meal planning because really what we talk about is, um, just inspiration, like ideas, what can we use? What new vegetables can we use? So if you are really struggling and like, ah, I don't know where to start, or I just need somebody who's in my corner, um, that is such a great place. It, it's a fun, it's a fun place to be. Um, I'm more than happy to, um, you know, have more people come in because it's awesome. So it's, and it's fun. Community. It's like, so therefore you're not hiring like the, the guy at the gym to yell at you and smack the ice cream out of your hand. You're with right. your uh, busy moms, busy women who are just sharing ideas and recipes, getting you to think outside of the box a little bit. So Saturday mornings, you have it? Saturday mornings at nine o'clock. Yes. That would be 6am our time. And yes, it would. And I will say that I have some people from, I think Denver is my farthest. So they get up at seven o'clock. And one of the reasons why I have it at um, nine o'clock consistently is to start that consistent habit. And so they do, they join at seven o'clock. So if you, if it is really something um, to do, then yeah, that would be, we'd love to have you. Awesome. That's so cool. So fun. This was awesome. This is very informative. I got my five steps. First one was look at your schedule. Second one was shop in your own kitchen first before you go to the store, meaning check what you have in the freezer. Um, step three was form your meal plan. Start with dinners if you don't already plan things. Under plan versus over plan. Did I take a note? And then always plan a leftover night versus just trying to do five nights a week. Step four was grocery list should match your plan. Yep. Be diligent. Don't go to the, to the grocery store hungry. And then the final fifth step is prep your groceries right when you get home, prep your vegetables. If you're not into prepping that, I would say what, buy pre-chopped vegetables. If you want to be yeah. a little bougie. Yeah. Right. Buy pre-chopped or frozen. Frozen is great. And um, pre-chopped. And if you have the budget for that, then yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Awesome. Thank you, Chrissy. Yeah. This was so fun. It was good to chat with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Awesome. Well, if you guys love this episode, please share with us your takeaways. If you're going to start meal planning, meal prepping, getting stuff together, let us know in the comments of this podcast. Reach out to Christy, shoot her a DM. I'm sure she would love to have you in her Facebook group. And as always, beauty inspires beauty. And by <laughs> that, that means sharing your story. And that's what we love to do here on the podcast. So take care, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. I'm going